and I got Henny overflowing up my shop. Welcome to the Sports After Party podcast with me, Jezza. And Afo, we are bringing you the weekly sports conversations from across the globe. Welcome to the party. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. And we're back. Back again, back in your head tops. Um, how are you guys doing? Yo, Afo, how you been, bro? I'm good, man. I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling good. I was actually listening to WizKids' new album, uh, Made in Lagos. Absolute vibes. I was just enjoying my bedroom. So. <laughs> Love that album. But at the same time, you know, I'm feeling like I need, I'm not even feeling, I need a trim. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, I'm thinking if I should grow it out. Or if I do it, Jez, and you know, we beard some considering. Bro, you know, I, I I was part of that struggle beard life a little bit. I'm not saying you're yeah. part of that, but you know, I just embraced it. I just said, you know what, we're too pretty for for all this. Let's just clean that off, you know. And um, to be fair, there's a little bit of stubble going on now, but we'll see we'll see what happens with that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, uh, we just had had a good workout just now, so we're feeling fresh, mm. uh, feeling ready for the pod. Also, you know, 21 times United about to go top of the league, baby. Come on. What's the, what's the score? What's the score? What's the at score? the moment, at the, at, to be fair, at the moment, we're top of the league. It's nil-nil um, oh, no. with Bernie. All we need is a point to go top, and then we can go to Anfield and do them over as well. So, you know, be That'd a little be bit more watch-along. Hopefully, you guys can see... Um, hopefully you guys can see, you know, me enjoy some of United goals and shit as well. So yeah, nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward That'd to nice. this. That'd be nice. Yeah, bro. So what, what, what have we got for today, bro? What have we got for the people? Actually, you yeah. know what? Our last episode, you know, we got a lot of love from the people. They enjoyed That's having young yeah. Cine on the on the on the pod. We enjoyed yeah. having him on. Yeah, bro, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun, good vibes right, throughout the whole conversation, and the 100%. feedback's been fantastic. So. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And off the back of that, bro, we, like we said, we're going to be on YouTube now. We're going to put the full video. People yeah, enjoy. They, they're enjoying watching <laughs> our pretty faces, even though I'm not looking my best right now. But they're enjoying seeing our faces. So, yeah, next episode, the full thing is going to be available on YouTube as well, if you want to see the whole, whole visuals. Love that. So that's nice, man. Love, nice. That. Love that. All right, bro, let's get into it. What, what, what you got for me today? So, bro, first, I thought we'd just talk through a few bits that's happened in sports the last few weeks. But afterwards, we've got three topics. So we're going to talk about COVID. Of course, that's a hot topic. It's keeping all of us at home at the moment. Mm. To talk about COVID and the impact on sports. Then we move on to rugby, what's happening with the Lions Tour. This is a couple of suggestions. So everybody listen. We've got suggestions of how the Lions Tour can be handled. Listen to us. And then finally, um, we thought it would be good to talk about professional athletes and I guess their perspective and their impact on social injustice and um, political issues. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, man, got a nice bit, nice couple there for them. But I thought, you know, let's talk through a couple of things that's happened in sports this week. Cool. And cool. I don't, I don't know if you, um, you watched the NFL playoffs on the weekend. Obviously, you had the Pittsburgh Steelers making it the whole way. That ain't happening. <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. They're at home, they're at home dancing. But yeah, like obviously, recently people have been getting. There's been a lot of chat about Juju Schuster Smith, who's the wide receiver for the Steelers. And people have been saying, should he really be doing that dance? Because he goes to the middle of every away stadium, does the dance in front of their logo. I didn't know Kruvit, Kruvit. So it's a dance that everyone's doing at the moment, like a little dance. Um, so yeah, it's just funny because the Cleveland Browns absolutely whooped um, the Steelers. And afterwards, all of them were doing it in the changing room. You'll see all of them just prove it, prove it. It was funny. Absolutely funny. So I will try and put that up on the 
um, well, on the I ground. Mean, firstly, but, you have a you have an apology to make to one Browns QB, don't you? Oh, I, do you know what? I thought I was safe in the group chat, but clearly not safe. I've been brought out. I've <laughs> been brought out into the light. But it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, you know, um, apologies to uh, Baker, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Sorry, Baker, Baker. I apologize. You know, um, when. You, you were boiling. I thought you guys, I thought you weren't going to make, I sent all the boys that, yeah, you might be a bit trash, but apologies. You've handled your business recently. Um, we'll see what you do in the, in the next game against um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's going to be a good matchup as well. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, bro, in terms of uh, Juju celebrating, for me, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, when Cam Newton used to celebrate um, at other people's stadiums and shit, do the Superman, um, do the dabs as well. Um, and it, for me, it's all about if you don't want him to do that, don't let him score. Don't no, but give bro, him he's, the. He's celebrating to do before it. the game, though. Juju celebrating before the game. So what? Just, just if if you beat if you beat them if you beat them, his celebrations are gonna look stupid, isn't it? Yeah, he's gonna make himself look stupid. Everyone's gonna um, you know, jeer at him and, and whatnot. So it, it reminds me a lot of that. So and, and and to be fair, a lot of players like to you know get their energy up in a certain ways before games. Yeah. You know, LeBron does his powder toss. Yeah, um, yeah MJ's yeah. do that as well. And yeah, I, I don't really um, for me at least that's not really a big issue. Um, I think a lot a lot of times we talk about respect and disrespect at, um, in, in sport and that kind of moves away from the moves away from the um, you know the passion that we have in, inside football and sport in general so now nah, let's let's keep it in let's let's enjoy celebrations let's enjoy the character mm-hmm. of people um, because what we want a really bland game you like you know one thing that I like particularly don't like about rugby is that yeah. whenever you celebrate, they love to, they love to, um, be, you know, just a, a simple celebration. Maybe they'll have like a, a jump on each other for a little bit, like a little fist. Mate, mate, come here, mate. But, but for me, for me, yeah. Um, yeah. like I want to see passion. Like if you score them a try, go out there and celebrate. Go out there, have a good time. Um, and the, the so-called purists of this, nah, mm. man, it's not. It's, it's not the one for me. No, not for as me. as so as someone that's played sports now, do you think that would motivate you a bit more if you saw the opponent doing that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But that's crazy, you know. Because again, look, I don't want us to talk too much on this, but I think it's crazy to think that something like that motivates you a bit more when, in reality, surely playing just being in the game should be enough motivation. But bro, that's that's the reason why speeches happen, right? That's the reason why. Yeah. Um, you're right, coaches you're right. are so important. That's why captain the captain's mm. speech before a game is so important because it gets you riled up even more. Yes, you should have a hundred percent energy when you're looking to, to to go onto the battlefield of a football gridiron, blah blah blah. Mm. You know, mm. but in reality, that's what coaches are for. They're they're there to to give yeah, you that extra bit of something. Um, so yeah, man. And yeah. I'm I'm a little bit uh, distracted, a little bit upset right now. Yeah, because I can it see. Looks you, as I can if, see it looks as if they might be giving Luke Shaw a red card. So I'll keep you posted, which uh, would stress me, would stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> but go on, bro. So yeah, what, what, what so do you think? Um, I understand why he does it because 
it brings attention to the league as well. At the, end, at the end of the day, the aim is to try and make the league as popular as possible. So by him doing that on TikTok, all of a sudden, does the league have access to a whole bunch of people that couldn't care less about American football because yeah. he does that? Um, maybe kids look forward to him going to a new stadium and doing it on a brand new logo, doing the dance on a brand new logo. Obviously, it helps the artists as well. So for me, I think it's not fair on his teammates, maybe, because it motivates the other team a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he should have fun. I know his yeah. coach told him to stop doing it. Um, yeah. And he didn't do it for the last game. But yeah, I, I just think it's one of those where people should be able to do what they want. Enjoy your life. Listen, it's life at the end of the day. If that's who you are, enjoy your life. Dance um, and do and do all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's funny. I always, always think back to when um, our, our good friends and, and when Mauro, when I forgot who scored a try and all of them ran into the try zone in school rugby and they started dancing. I'm not going to name the teacher, but they started dancing in the end zone. They started doing that, start dancing in the end zone and the teacher absolutely was screaming at them saying that that's so wrong and all that kind of mm. stuff. But obviously for, for the boys, it was one of those ones where from watching football, maybe it was a celebration that added by your did or something like that. So the boys are like, yeah, you know yeah. what, if you score a try and <laughs> listen, like for them, we brought so much excitement, but for all, I guess maybe for rugby, it's seen as extremely disrespectful. So bro, let me, that, and you know what? It's in particular in a sport like rugby. Um, what we what we what we were taught at school when we won a game was two fingers, two fingers, boys. <laughs> two fingers, two fingers, boys. And that was from Mr. We love Mr. Henderson. We love Mr. Yo, Henderson. Mr. He, Henderson. He was one of my favorite. Um, he wasn't even a teacher. He was one of the, uh, well, yeah, one of the guys who just donated his time to come and and teach us about the sport. And to be fair, he was probably one of the best best coaches that we had to be honest with you um but yeah no he he was again i remember when we were smashing the team and we were laughing on the sidelines and he'd be like and i'm like no okay i understand that in terms of respect if you're winning win gracefully right but also you know let's have more than two fingers maybe maybe you know four fingers or something like you know but i remember that so vividly two fingers boys Two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Mr. Henderson. I, I don't even know if I, if I told you when last time I saw him, um, and he was like, I thought, I thought, I, I thought you'd be bigger than this, mate. I said, <laughs> I, said, I beg your pardon. <laughs> He's like, you're right. a man now, but I thought you'd be bigger than this. And I was like, I was like, listen, it's not, it's not ball season, it's cutting season. At the yeah, moment. right, right, right. Like, yeah, your Scottish accent needs a little bit of work. work but yeah, moving on swiftly to um, obviously United. A lot of chat about United at the moment. Everyone's talking, especially United fans, that there's genuine belief that you might win the Prem. To yeah. Jeremy, to that you say, what? I would say that Liverpool and Man City are the favourites for the league. Um, okay. But we're in a title race. Very political. We're in a title okay. race. Okay. And nice. right, anything can happen in a title race. Okay. You understand? Mm. Are you putting money on yourself there? I understand. Are you putting money on yourself there? Am I putting money on myself? Am I putting money on United? No, no, I probably wouldn't. If, if I'm a better man, I'm not putting money on... Actually, to be fair, the odds might be quite good, so I would. I probably would put... Would risk a good... You know, a good... A good you know, maybe 50 bob. Maybe 50 bob you put mm. on, on United to, mm. to, to, do the, to do the business. I just think... Since Ferguson left, mm-hmm. we have never really ever felt anywhere close to, to winning the league. And that's even when Jose Mourinho came in and we were second. But we were second by quite quite a while, um, quite a while away um, yeah. from Man City. So I, I just think 
it's so enjoyable just to see us playing well as well. And okay. to see us, to see such a player like Bruno having influence in that team and, and pushing us forward, we just haven't had that in such a while. And I'm right now, I'm watching him screaming at players saying, why weren't you there? And we just haven't had that before. He, he's literally just barking orders everywhere. It's amazing. And did Luke Shaw get sent off then? Or did he no, like, yellow yeah. card, yellow card to Luke Shaw. Right, but so do I feel like we are going to win the league? I feel like we've got a good chance. I feel like this is the best chance we've had in four years. And I, I feel like this squad is the best squad we've had in four years as well. Okay. Um, actually, maybe if we look at that when Slatan, no, Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say this is the best squad we've had in, 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 four, in four years. Um, and my boy Cavani has just put us in the lead! Oi, Harry Maguire even. Harry Maguire, come on! Yes. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, who's at home? Is oh, it hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bloody VAR, man. Have they pulled it out? Bloody VAR. Have they pulled it out? Oh. No, no, no. Yeah. It's a goal. It's a goal. It's a goal. Fair enough. It's a goal. Okay, but yeah, no. so, I mean, <laughs> we're currently top of the league, mate. We're three points clear. Mm. We beat... Fair, if we, no, hold on. If we beat Liverpool at Anfield... Nah, that's huge. That's, that's huge. huge. You won't be able to talk... Like, you guys won't listen to anyone. You won't, no one will be able to talk to you lot. No one will be able to talk. You guys will be very annoying on social media. Oh, bravo! They've 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 ruled it out as a foul. They they ruled it out, yeah. Yeah, they've ruled it out as a right, foul. Nice. Nice. Harry Maguire nice. climbs over the defender, and um, he kind of takes him out. So yeah, nice. still nil nil. Nice. Nice. Do you know what? So with Man United, I think you guys have a good chance. Um, obviously, I'm hoping, I'm wishing, and I'm praying that you guys <laughs> do, do win the Prem because, um. Yeah, I, I don't think you're as good as the other two teams. But if you do, I think it's a re- remarkable achievement. And yeah. I guess that means Ole is in for the long haul. And it seems like most United fans feel he's not the man. So. Well, you know what? Yeah. I feel like most United fans have gone on a journey. I feel like they... And I feel like that the fact that that goal was missed, disallowed was bullshit. Um, he was just strong in the air. But I feel like most United fans have gone through a journey, right? Where initially... We just had the euphoria of going on that winning streak that was which was ridiculous, right? That that took us all the way to finish third in the league. Do you remember that? At the end of um la well, at the two seasons ago. Um and then and then after that, we started having that really bad spell. Um and we lost um a silly amount of games in a row. Um yeah. and then this year we and this year we we got knocked out of out of Europe. And we weren't we weren't feeling great again. We were feeling really bad. But then all of a sudden, we remembered that we're still we have this incredible away from home form. Also, we were we were losing quite badly um, at home as well. So yeah. we we were having a horrible horrible um, record at home. So it and then so people wanted it out at that point. And then what we what, then we start to build and build and build and we're seeing players actually show some character bruno bruno let's let's be honest if we win the premier league it's on, it's more for me it's more on bruno than it is on Oli. Um, oh, no, it's bruno. which might be which might be a little bit unfair um but for me it's 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 bruno's championship if we if we win it so i think i feel like people have gone first of all Oli in Oli out and then one Jeremy, thing that was really involved, we understand. No, we no, understand. no. One thing that was really important was yeah. when Pochettino got um, the job at PSG, PSG. Yeah. and that forced everyone to kind of be like, you know what, 
we have to we have to back the man. So sorry, that was very long winded going back. Yeah, I was going to say let's talk about Arsenal. So but, now we can't yeah, talk, about talk about Arsenal. Talk about your Arsenal, bro. If no one cares. Yeah, you know, obviously everyone was everyone was bantering that obviously that we were going to get relegated. We we fought our fought our way out of the relegation battle. Um, now I think we're eleventh at the moment. Got a couple wins under our belt. Fantastic. Aubameyang still not really scoring yet in the Premier League. He scored in the FA Cup against Newcastle though. But yeah, Emil Smith Rowe has been the difference. William catching COVID, unfortunately, um, changed things for Arsenal because it forced Arteta not to play him. Yeah. Um, and Emil Smith Rowe has come in, and all of a sudden, there's a lot more energy in attack. There's a lot more drive. Um, there's a lot more creativity. Um, and Arsenal look like a completely different team. So. Who knows? Maybe if Ozil was in the team throughout, we would have done slightly better. But Emil Smith-Rowe has been an absolute revelation. I love that he's British. Um, work rate is there as well, which is important, especially for a youth player. And Arsenal, I believe, were back, I think we're like a one point away. I should probably check that. Well, I think we're one point away from um, from um, being in the top six. So we're coming. We're coming for you, more folks. It's a crazy league as well. The fact that you guys can go on such a bad stretch, right? And then... A few wins, and then you're back in contention for a place in Europe, um, which is it's oh crazy. God. God it's crazy. Glory. But also, Ozil to Fenerbahce, I've heard. Mm, mm. I've, I think, and I'm, we had this conversation, I think Arsenal have to get rid of him because mm. clearly there's a problem there. Um, even though the club went admit to it, and we'll talk a bit about political issues and, and all that kind of stuff, but clearly something has happened behind the scenes. There's no way a player of that profile and that's getting paid that amount of money, is told, sorry, you can't come back into the team, bro. So um, I hope it happens. I hope Arsenal don't get screwed over where we have to pay um, a stupid amount of money for him to go. But if that what, if that's what needs to happen, it should happen. He's not my own father's money. So, <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens there, man. We'll see what I think, I think, I can't, can't lie, I think one of the best things that he did was um, that um, Arteta did was in fact not playing Ozil after this period of of having such a bad spell because I think everyone was saying play and play and we need you need some sort of creativity and and you know what he seems like him sticking to his guns because imagine if he played him and then you oh. continued losing or that you even worse for him anyway is what well, it can't be if you're winning you're winning it can't be bad for him but if if he was to start winning everyone be like, shit, you, you've left this amazing player out for for whatever, and then that would really undermine him and give Ozil the power in the relationship. But as, as you said, it's as we discussed on last week's pod, it's definitely something more than just, you know, a footballing reason why Ozil's not playing. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to see how that um, plays out, even the whole transfer window. That would be interesting. Nothing exciting has happened as of yet. But yesterday, Jeremy... We had the college football um, final yesterday between Alabama and Ohio State. So I know a lot of our listeners aren't into American football, but it was entertaining. Really, really interesting. Um, Devontae Smith, who plays wide receiver for Alabama, balled out in the first half, had over 200 um, yards in the first half with 12 catches, broke his finger and then went off for the rest of the game. He also won the Heisman, which is given to the best player in, in college football. And as a wide receiver, the first time that's happening in over 25 years, which is unbelievable. So mm. shout out to Alabama, Devontae Smith. Hopefully he goes, he's going into the draft. So all you NFL heads, you'll be seeing him very, very soon. Absolute baller. Um, quite small in frame in comparison to a DK Metcalf, for example. But 
Yeah. Absolute, absolute baller. So looking forward to seeing him in the league, man. He's he's one that I'm looking forward to. Um, so I don't know if you saw Marine v Spurs. Obviously, that was on Sunday. Did you watch that game? No, no, I didn't. So I believe, so Marine are a club based in Liverpool. So in the FA Cup, um, they're eight places below or eight leagues below the Premier League. Um, and yeah, played against Tottenham at their ground. It was huge for Liverpool, of course. But for me, it was exciting. You know, as a football fan, that's what it's all about. You know, it's, mm. before football became this professional thing, um, it was a sport where everyone in town just came. It was a day out. It was everyone supporting the local village team and, and stuff like that. And to see the support and the love um, for the team was fantastic. And for me, it just highlights why the FA Cup is a good thing. It is a, is a very good thing, but it would be better if we had more teams like Marine making it through. Because Jeremy, if it was Tottenham versus Fulham, for example, never in a million years would I watch that, even though that's yeah. more competitive. But Tottenham Marine, all of a sudden I found time to watch that game and see Tottenham win 5 0. So, yeah, well done yeah. to Tottenham for not embarrassing themselves. Yeah, been I think that's that, that was when you know when people talk about the beauty of the cup, it's all about the upsets, it's all about those small yeah. clubs going to to Tottenham and, and playing and or, or United or Liverpool mm. or City. And honestly, that's one of the things that's been missing because the game's gone professional. Well, so, <laughs> the game's been professional for years now, yeah, but because yeah. the money and the level of you know, science behind things when you get to that really top level, um, it kind of eradicates the opportunity for there to be these upset upsets. I was speaking to um, Spencer, one of my boys who used to play uh, uh, semi-professional uh, football. Actually, you know, he played professional in Australia. Um, but he, he was saying that, you know, players like Ronaldinho and that just aren't going to exist anymore because everybody just wants the highest percentage pass rate. They want the most passes forward. They want the most shots on target, right? They want the defender who doesn't make the most tackles. Players like David Luiz, uh, for example, we're not going to have much of them moving forward. Um, We're not going to have those flare things. um, Sorry, those flare players moving forward. So that's going to eradicate, you know, those, the beautiful game. You know what I mean? So when it comes to the FA Cup, uh, we're going to have these Premier League teams which are machines and which, you know, can just churn out. They have their academy that they can rely on as well. Um, And yeah, I'm just, I just don't think we're going to see many upsets in in the FA Cup moving forward. We're not going to see the Marines getting, I mean, to be fair, the fact that they got this far in the competition anyway is is incredible. So so yeah, we're, it's it's a beautiful game, and I think the the FA Cup does the respect does deserve a bit more respect than, um, than you know we we modern day fans other than Arsenal fans give to it. Uh, so so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to the FA Cup. We we have Liverpool in the next round, which is going to be huge. Yeah, that'll um, be juicy. Yeah, be very very juicy. Um, and then moving on to our final, I guess, sports topic for the last two weeks, cricket. So for all the cricket brothers. Yeah. So, Jeremy, I was, I was saying to you, I don't know if you saw um, the video. If not, we'll post it online as well, where um, Steve Smith, who's, again, an absolute superstar for Australian cricket, was seen trying to scratch out, I guess, what would you call it? So scratch out the, the crease or trying to scuff the crease that the batsman had made for where his positioning was going to be. Um, so Steve Smith has come back and said, I never did that. Like, nah, that's not true. <laughs> I didn't do that. But the video 
um, is very incriminating because you can literally just see him go and he's like, and literally going at it. So, um, that was quite funny. And yeah. also in that same game, um, you saw the, the wicketkeeper talking to the batsman as he was batting, which, again, I don't think that's against the rules. I think you can talk to the opposition, but it's seen, obviously, cricket seen as a very classy sport. So um, maybe that kind of thing is not done. Yeah. But yeah, for me, just looking at that, it was quite interesting because I was thinking to myself, is it wrong to do that? If Is it wrong for a goalkeeper, for example, to be in goal and be shouting all kind of stuff to the penalty taker as he's taking it? Or should it be classy and professional and um, have a high level of sportsmanship at all times? So, you know what? There's a few games, there's a few sports where they really hold code of conduct and the way we behave in, in like really high regard um, yeah. in certain aspects of it, right? So, for example, in, in rugby, you can have a bit of a, a punch up back in, well, you can't really do that in the, in the modern day, but you could, just right? Not, and then you could just, it, yeah. yeah. So now you can have a little grab and a, and a tug and a pull. Um, and in cricket, it seems like it's one of those sports as well, which, you know, they hold their their ethics and their code of conduct really in high regard but in sport as well one thing that we've seen from people like Muhammad Ali, Conor McGregor, um, mind games are are huge they're absolutely huge Um, even Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger um, mind games are huge right so I think Mourinho I think if anything Mourinho Mourinho, god he mastered it right yeah um so I, for me anyway, I, I see that as, and, and if you look at rugby, for example, the front yeah. rows are always talking to each other. They're always chatting shit. Yeah. They're always trying to psych the other one out. And then if you look at, and if you look at, you know, the back rows or the other people who are chatting shit, trying to say, oh, they don't want it, boys. They don't want it. Um, yeah. Oh, we had them last time. They're scared. They're scared, boys, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's ways of getting into the opposition's head. Right. And that's for me that that getting rid of the crease or wherever he puts his spot to to um, to bowl or bat that. I mean, come on, like if, if that's if you, are we are we really wasting time on that? For me, that's just you're doing anything to win within within the laws. As long as it's within the yeah, laws, yeah. Um, go go for it. Right. But Think, thinking about our own guy as well. So I know Marrow gets critical oh, back in the day he used to get criticized for when he was uh, maybe after the other team made a mistake. And back. Giving it one of those, yeah, and yeah. obviously is hilarious to watch. Um, but yeah, he was criticised for, it. and even though something like that, really and truly, he's not going to someone's face, literally clapping mm. in their face. But it must get under the skin of the opponent, and I wouldn't be surprised if that makes someone go red, where they're mm. so angry, and then next play, high tackle, yellow card. And Bingo. fair enough. Like you, at the end of the day, the aim is to win, and if you can get an advantage by getting under the skin of your opponent, is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, but there was a few. There was a few um, incidents with Carl Sinclair a couple of years ago in the Six Nations, where the Welsh team purposely tried to rile him up, and they succeeded, and that led to uh, England losing the game and Wales going on to to win win the game. So, you know, if this this modern day sport is about wins and losses, and yes, we can try our best to keep some of these old school um, ethics and, and, and things within the game. And I, to be honest, I, a lot of them we do keep, but things like that, you know, you can ignore it. Quite simply, you can ignore it. Like in, if that was to happen to you at school, 
someone was calling you names, the teacher would be like, ignore it, mm. right? And tell and tell the other person to stop it and ignore it. So that is true. Yeah. No, we've got it there then. So yeah, I think we open that up for discussion as well. I think that's a good one mm-hmm. to open up to the group as well. But bro, let's jump in. We spoke quite a bit on on that was going to be a quick round. What's up with the sports? We but we've kind of spoken quite a lot there. But let's jump into um, our first topic. So obviously we're in the period of COVID at the moment. We're in lockdown here in the UK. Um, professional sports is still ongoing, but there's a lot of chat at the moment where people are saying. Is it fair for professional sports to be going on? Should professional athletes, um, should the government try and emphasise how serious the situation is by saying everything is stopped? Um, and even the whole issue of should players be getting tested every day? Should that should that be going to, um, I guess, to the public? Um, should the players be the first one to get vaccine, vaccinated and all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, I think it'd be good for us to talk about that a little bit. And, and going so, I... I want to take this back a step, right? Okay. Let's look at the way our society is set up at the moment. Uh, what do a lot of people, let's take the UK, for example, take enjoyment of when we, when you go back to work on a Monday, you, I can't even lie to you. One of the first things I speak to my, some of my colleagues about is Just the, the sport on the weekend. Did you watch the game? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Did you see United absolutely fuck off on the weekend, right? Or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. And I can't lie, watching live sport gives you so much relief and stress-free. Yeah, you know, sometimes you've lost it... smiling. You've lost yeah. smiling from watching the United game. Exactly. So smiling. once that that level of like I've just had like a say I've just had a long day at work mm. and I come and watch United go top of the league. That's that's huge. Yeah, that's such a good yeah. Exactly. And okay. So firstly, that's the way our society is at the moment. We love sport. And a, a, a large majority of people love sport. I'd say I'd say the majority enjoy it rather than um, in comparison to the minority. And on top of that, I think it brings massive revenue to um, the to the economy as well if we're able to keep sport going because that keeps the newspaper people to write about stuff in the newspapers they continue to um have the commentators in bit in work people are paying for their sky sports subscriptions etc and their bt sport etc 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 and i feel i do actually feel like it actually does have a you know a mental uh, a mental health kind of benefit to people when they're they're not just having to be bored and stuck indoors all the time so for that, that's why that's that's that, that's why it really upsets me when I see that some of the footballers went out and and you know they 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 went to a New Year's Eve party and they were celebrating and then they caught COVID and then now their team had to had to lose points because they weren't able to play because there's a COVID crisis in their in their club because think about it so many people are out of work at the moment at this moment in time right but you guys are getting paid a lot of money firstly. And you're also, and you're also um, have whether you like it or not, you have a you you are giving the nation a service in terms of enjoyment of sport. Let's just let's just say it how it is, right? Um, so, do no no. That was a whole lot of background to say. Yeah. I think that when it comes to um, some stuff like the vaccine, obviously we get those who need it most to have it. So I'm t- I'm talking NHS. Um, people who are vulnerable, people, NHS workers, you mean? NHS workers, yeah. yeah. People who are vulnerable, 
um, people of a certain age. And then after that, get these Premier League clubs to pay for the vaccine for them to their players to have it. Because okay. when when you when you think about it, they're pay and then once they've paid for the vaccine, think of all the money that they've been um, that they've been spending on um, testing at the moment. Get them yeah. to donate the money that they've been spending on testing, because they won't need it anymore, to the NHS, right? Or, okay. or get them to do something, or encourage them to do something with that money that they've been able to to acquire that they that they've been that they would have allocated to testing to okay. to to some other part of of the world that needs it, right? Because right now, I, I can't I can't even imagine how much they're spending because I'm sure they they have to be tested multiple times a week. You know, once when they first go in on a Monday, and then before before a oh, game. The players, the players yeah, are getting players. tested every single day. Every single day, can you imagine? In rugby, obviously they don't have the, the the same sort of funds, but they're getting tested twice a week, once or twice a week, right? And imagine all the all, especially a club like like Saracens, for example, who aren't in the Premier League right now, who aren't who aren't earning that same level of money that they were um, last year. So that's that's my two cents on that. Okay, so I think where I think what somebody said I thought was quite interesting. I want to play the other side a little bit. So you mentioned about. Um, it being unfair and, and the players going to a party on New Year's Eve. I think I would understand that perspective. And to be honest, I, I, I agree with that perspective, but I would understand it a bit more if no one else in the country went out on New Year's Eve. Even though it was against the law, against the rules, a lot of people still went to parties, met up with groups in which they were meant to meet, meet up with and enjoy their life. Like, what is it that you like to see by enjoyment? What do you see? Because we're meant to enjoy it, baby. So, Jeremy, maybe that was their only day off. Maybe that was the only time to have a bit of free time. Mm-hmm. And um, for them, it was the opportunity to blow off a bit of steam. And, yeah, maybe it's irresponsible because you are a star. You um, you might directly affect a billion-dollar, a billion-pound industry in, in the Premier League. But if they're, they're human beings at the end of the day, they want to enjoy, they want to blow off a bit of steam as well. You know, it's irresponsible, but... Um, well, it's illegal. I can well. Yeah, it's illegal. That's that's being. Jeremy, a lot of people have broken the law. I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Um, mm. I'm not saying. You're anything. not snitching. Nobody's I'm not saying snitching. anything about my movements. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. But what no. I'm saying is, is that it's it's illegal. Let, let, let's let's just be let's be frank and fair. What you know, going out on going out to a parties and stuff during this period, isn't isn't allowed. Um, yeah. And a footballer who if you're out at a party, you're going to be found out. There's no way. If you're, if it, if Raheem Sterling's out, we know about it. Mm. So let, let's let's be quite honest. Even if you think you're in a group with close friends, um, a girl on Snapchat might might post you. A girl on Instagram, a boy on a boy who's a fanboy might might post you. Right. So um, it's just it's just it's just not the sensible thing to do. Um, mm. Going out and, and doing that, but. In relation to, and and think about it, if they catch COVID and then they spread it, mm. that could be, and then they play a game. Some because you know sometimes COVID doesn't take COVID takes a few days to, yeah, um, yeah exactly yeah. to be seen in the body or, or to be gone through a positive Some test. Impact, excuse me. Yeah. So what if they play a game, they spread it to another Logic. set of players. That's two teams out of the league. You can't really yeah. continue. I mean, you can try and. Um, you know, prolong it, but then how long are we going to be able to have um, games in hand for up to a certain point, you know? Well, yeah, we have bro, to remember bro, that Euros, the Euros bro, are going to happen this year. Yeah. 
Um, the Olympics are happening this year. Um, you know, fingers crossed the Lions tour is going to happen this year. So there's, there's other stuff on TV that people are going to watch. The and there's other, there's mm-hmm. other things that these players might be involved in later on. So for me, it doesn't matter. Let's give them the fucking vaccine after the people who need it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good point. To fair, you highlighted about um, potentially catching it and being responsible. So Dwayne Haskins, who played for the Washington football team, so they, they've changed their team now. Uh-huh. He went to a party, um, and obviously someone at the party is recording him. NFL players aren't meant to go out. He was a first-round pick two years ago. I think he went in the first 15 picks. The team cut him recently because of wow. it, which is wow. mad because he came from a huge school, Ohio State, big superstar in high school, went to the Washington football team, maybe didn't play the best. There was a lot of chat about him not taking it so seriously. And because... He wanted to live life, do enjoyment, mm. and got caught. I bet, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are athletes in America and in NFL that have probably gone out to enjoy, but no one recorded them and they've gotten away with it. And fortunate enough for them and everyone else, there was no positive tests. But yeah. in his, there's a video with, with girls twerking um, next to that, and he's just he's just there clapping, <laughs> he's just there, <laughs> there clapping, enjoying himself um, without wearing a mask. No one else at the party is wearing a mask, so. Yeah, to all, any professional athletes listening to it, but it's important to, I guess, take it seriously because unless you're a superstar, most chances, in most instances, they're probably going to say, fine you a significant amount or in this guy's case, just absolutely fire you, man. Yeah. So, yeah. And I actually think, I wonder if um, they also have to sign some stuff to say that they will follow it. I, I, this is just completely out of the blue, right? Mm-hmm. But I imagine the teams and, and people it's in part of their contracts, you know, follow instructions by the club. And if you break it, you can get fined, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's all, it's all, um, you know, yeah. they, they should definitely, definitely try and, and, and follow it firstly. Um, but in terms, well, I mean, what, what, what were your thoughts on them getting, you know, preferential treatment instead of getting, you know, in, in the opportunity of getting the COVID vaccine? Um, I think we're, we're in a period where people are highlighting how people in privileged situations and people who have an advantage and all that, um, mm. how is not so fair. So for me, as a football fan, I'm like, yeah, give it to them. You know, it brings happiness to a lot of us. Um, something to look forward to. Like for me now, I'm looking forward to a game that's happening on Thursday. Like for me, that's my yeah. highlight of the week because there's nowhere to go to at the moment um, with, with the Arsenal game. So um, selfishly, yeah. I like what's happening. I like how they're doing it. But I think if we're looking at it as a total picture, um, it's probably not fair. It probably isn't fair. It's because it's a huge industry. There's a lot of money in it. That's probably why they're doing it. And mm. let's say now the Premier League is paying a lot of money to make sure that tests happen all the time and they're actually paying and they're not taking away from the average individual in, in the UK, then fair enough, go along as normal. But when you're hearing story, I know you mentioned about the Premier League or the football teams donating and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you heard recently that both Arsenal and Tottenham took out a loan from the government, over 100 million, both of them, um, right. took out loans to try and help them with cash flow. So naturally, everyone would assume football clubs have a lot of money. You, you're never going to need to borrow money, but mm. obviously, naturally, everyone's affected. They would be affected in some way, but yeah, they're taking loans as well. So a part of me feels that because it's a business, I won't be surprised if the Premier League um, 
isn't that helpful. Like you think about how long it took them for the negotiations with the EFL and how much money they're going to donate to the championship and below. Like that was a battle. Yeah. Um, so it's funny you yeah. say that about Tottenham and Arsenal as well because they're they're one of the they're the two teams in the league that are probably most ran like businesses. You know, you have Daniel Levy at Tottenham, who's obviously always going to get the best deal for him. So if he sees uh, a loan from the government, which is on an incredibly low, they essentially don't really have to pay back, or it's on a very low interest, right? Mm. Um, he's, yeah, I, I can definitely see him taking that, um, taking advantage of it. Uh, Arsenal as well. They, I mean, you know, well, you know it yeah. yourself. He doesn't, he doesn't invest back into your club, right? So if there's a, a low interest loan available to him, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna take that. He's gonna take yeah. that. So I know Arsenal, the plan is to pay by May. So that, I was surprised by that. I think it's borrowing 120, 130 million, which they will pay back yeah. by May. So you might looking to get some transfers in. Right, listen, my God's grace. We'll we'll but yeah, I think you make a really interesting point around people of influence being able to buy themselves the vaccine, for example, buy themselves health and, and, and wealth. And uh, that's... That's a really interesting point, which I haven't actually given much thought to. And I think, yeah. yes, that the, the Premier League, these guys are the richest people in the UK. You know, they're the top 1%, 0.1%. Um, and seeing them being able to just buy the vaccine and, and be well um, yeah. doesn't sit too well with me. Um, but I think if we counteract that with the money that they've spent on the testing for a period of time they can continue spending that money but donating that to the nhs donating that to to um children who need it's those research. free school free yeah. school meals um etc yeah no no listen i i agree with you i think i'm in the same belief i think selfishly i'm happy it is the way it is but when you think about it with the totality of everything that's happening what happened in the last nine months um it's been a lot about people who be who are able to buy their way through things and buy their privilege and through their privilege they, Trump. they benefit from from things so um yeah I, I look forward to see how everything plays out i'll be very surprised if the premier league keeps going the way it's going because yeah it seems to be as if there's a positive test every other day um in mm. the moment. So hopefully it keeps going because if it doesn't there's a lot there's a backlog in 2021 summer that we'll have to deal with as well so we'll see yeah 100 yeah, but keep talking about backlog. Let's let's jump all the way to to rugby. You know the mm. Lions tour potentially might be affected. Yeah, um, is... you're squinting at the moment. Have Man United just conceded? No, 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 no problem like that. No problem like that. Um, so yeah, the Lions tour really interesting. Uh, I think for those of you guys who don't know what the Lions tour is, where the four home nations come together and, and create, you know, the Lions, which is the four, four, the four home nations, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and England. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this year that's meant to be traveling to the South Africans who the South Africa, well, no, to the Great world country. champions in South Africa. Uh, oh, yeah. No, 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 we're looking forward to that. But obviously South Africa has a new strain of COVID. So yeah. this is a, Oh, I want to say like a, a between a nine to six week, six to nine week tour, right? And you can't have a load of British tourists traveling to South Africa and, yeah. you know, potentially catching a new strain and then coming back to the UK and then passing that on or getting sick in South Africa as well. Yeah. Um, that's the last thing we want. So 
potentially they're looking at moving the Lions tour or alternatives, right? So different alternatives around the Lions tour, which um, I'm particularly, which I've heard a few, which I, I really like. I've heard some that I don't like. And one thing I've got to say is that if you've been, the only way I can explain a Lions tour to someone is saying you have to go on, go on one and experience it for yourself. Because I went on the New Zealand tour on the last Lions yeah. tour. And honestly, I have never experienced fans like that before. And I feel, I honestly, I feel like it's the fans that make it what it is. Because when we um, travel to Auckland, um, travel to all the, all the different major cities in New Zealand, and it was the Lions fans who were cheering louder, drowning out New Zealand when the hacker was playing, you couldn't even hear them because we were going nuts. And the atmosphere when they say, Oh, Barrow, it's oh, honestly, it's it. I get goosebumps just thinking about how amazing mm. that was. And even when you watch it on TV, like you, you need the fans because I remember watching a Lions tour, uh, the Australian Lions tour, the, the, the uh, previous one where it was it came down to the last game you know england had yeah. won the first one australia the second and it was really the fans who were just going nuts and mm-hmm. you don't you don't get that build up of energy nah, when it's in an empty nah. stadium mm. okay and 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 the lions tour has been you know on several occasions we've spoken about how it potentially it's difficult for them to continue doing this in the professional age because you have to pick players from these nations and these nations have their own tours in different in different parts of the world as well they need money as well um so it's 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 at, it's at jeopardy so for me there's one thing that that can't happen if we're thinking about a solution for this right there's yeah. one thing that can't happen we can't not have fans that's a no-no right whatever happens if you have to move it to next year uh, move well, it to later in the year Jeremy, you, Jeremy. Can't, you can't not have fans so just a quick one before I let you continue. So I would agree with that if, let's say now, all sports has been, hasn't been the case. The Champions League final last year, a part of it is the Champions League ex- experience, the fans and everything like that. There wasn't really fans there at the ground. The, something well, the major, when England won the Amazon, I've got to call it called the Amazon... Autumn Nations Cup. Autumn Nations Cup. No fans again. When England won the 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 what, what rugby they won the Six Nations Six Nations I'm going blank I don't know why <laughs> Six Nations as well there was no fans so if in all these major occasions there's been no fans then you have to you have to take a look like, like no, no I I, I genuinely look I've been to I've seen England win the Six Nations in person right the atmosphere yeah. is is amazing but. It's not the Lions tour. <laughs> I've I've watched United, you know, beat Arsenal. Uh, to be fair, it was at the Emirates, and it was obviously the Emirates isn't known for its atmosphere anyway, but it wasn't the same. You know, I've been to Champions League nights at Stamford. <laughs> to be honest, I'm naming all these um, stadiums that have dead atmosphere. <laughs> Stamford Bridge <laughs> as well. Um, you know, you know, on, on the one visit to Old Trafford, we we weren't vis- we weren't you know that on point as well when it came to the fans mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is this is so unique like you just don't have a sport like a, a sporting event like the lion's tour 
where you yeah. have different countries coming together. Um, like, for example, for me, the Olympics without fans will be mad. Like, I'd be mad. Yeah. Imagine watching the 100 metres without anyone there. That would that, be crazy. All you hear is just the gun. Boom, the gun boom, and then and that's silence. It. Yeah. So it's, it's just... And, and to be fair, because I'm seeing the end of COVID very shortly, well, I don't think they'll ever not be around, but I, th- I feel like because I'm seeing the end in sight because of these vaccines. By God's grace, yeah. Amen. Um, I feel like if... So let, let, me, let me just give you my suggestion about what they should do. I believe oh, that by the time... Um, and also the thing about the Lions, that they, when they go to these um, countries, for example, like South Africa, um, they do a lot in the community and it brings a load of economy to South Africa as well. So for, for me, the preference is we wait and and the problem is that south africa won't have the vaccine in time they, they, they're just not one of the nations that are going to be able to push their way to have it right we were talking about that structural imbalance of power yeah. um you know but anyway so for me either we move it to november right and where we have the november internationals we scrap those or we have it um, predominantly with lower tier sides so tier two nations, your Georgias, your um, some of your um, uh, island islander nations, so your Samoas, your your Tongas, and okay. they face the home nations, the remaining of what those are. Um, and we, if if it's ready to have it in South Africa, we do it in South Africa. Then, um, if not, we do it in the UK. And we try and spread it across the UK as much as we can. So you know, this this is something we build it as something really unique, and we get to and we get to see it across the the land because that's something that most yeah. people don't really get to see. Jeremy, I've got an idea. Might be a stupid idea, but I've got an idea. So let's hear it. Obviously, the last the last Lions tour was New Zealand, right? Was just yeah, like New Zealand. Yeah. So New Zealand recently just announced that they no longer have COVID. Um, or they have no longer positive tests or anything like that. They feel like they're a COVID-free nation. Do you flip the, flip the script, change South Africa? Sorry, we can't we can't do we can't have the full experience. We can't do it. Change the calendar with the New Zealand All Blacks, and do it in New Zealand instead, where all the fans can come. There's no pressure um, of if they're going to be a vaccine or anything like that. It's you can't enter our country unless you've been vaccinated. Um, or you don't have a negative test or anything like that. And bro, we have to leave South Africa for the for the next one. And we do the All Blacks in New Zealand. It was not even a stupid, that's a great idea. That's not a stupid idea, that's a great idea. Mm. That, that really messes up the cycle because it's every, every four years it rotates to um, another nation, right? So then, what were you saying? Because Australia would be pissed off because they'd be like, "Hold yeah, on, where, where next?" No, no, you still have positive tests. You can't complain. <laughs> you can't complain. Where you where you sort? They've sorted out their stuff in New Zealand. Yeah, would be a great team to play. Um, so how? I just I just don't. Uh, for me, it just doesn't sit well. It doesn't. It doesn't it's not aligned. What 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 I could imagine? What about if South Africa and the Lions both? played in New Zealand, right? And then there you get the full... Ah, the only problem is that I you mean, can't taken get... away from the... The whole the, point... The New Zealand the fans won't be... All that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's honestly, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough um, subject. Like, for example, what about if they go and play in um, South Africa with no fans, right? That's the last thing anybody wants because of the impact to the economy and stuff, as we said, as we talked about. So I'm, I think. Are you against them coming to the UK? So I I feel like we have to, I feel like we have to be serious enough well, we have to be serious, all right? So we have to give up some things, right? And if I have to give up one thing, I would say, for me, the fans is the last thing we can give up. And remember, there's loads of South Africans that live in the UK as well, right? So yeah. we'll be able to get a really good turnout for them in terms of support. So fans, I, can, I, I, I can't give up fans. The location within South Africa, maybe I can, maybe. Unfortunately, I mean, it's really unfair for the South African economy maybe that might be the best the best yeah. option that might be it might be yeah i think like for me it's something i'm, I'm excited about because the lion's tour is just that thing you saw on tv again before of course we even had links to people playing in the tournament or playing playing or being a lion it was just something you watch on tv where it was like wow had that wow factor so mm. i was looking forward to the whole experience the vibe the energy all that kind of stuff. So if we're saying now South Africa aren't going to have a vaccine, um, they've got a new sh- a new um, type of the, of the virus in their nation. Um, people in the UK potentially might not all be tested by then, or all have the vaccine by then. Then are we kind of kidding ourselves to think that it's going to go ahead as normal with fans? Mm. So that's why I, th- I think realistically, if the important thing is for it to definitely happen. In this occasion, and if the calendar can be moved a little bit with the other teams, maybe you do in a different nation, a nation that's COVID-free. You do back to back. You you do back to back, and um, and who knows? Do you do back to back where it's back to back, and then it's South Africa, then it's South Africa's go, and then because you know there's nothing normal about what's happening over the last eighteen months. Nothing normal yeah. about what's happening. Yeah. So maybe you have to veer away from the norm it's not a bad idea what you just said you know listen as i was saying it i was like i was like bro man okay this is your mind hey so your your idea is that we reset and say you know what south africa we're sorry um but we're gonna do a double a double trip to new zealand Mm. i don't and new zealand obviously not south africa but no you're not the world world champions Mm. But maybe, yeah. Let's leave it on that bombshell. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Again, that'll be up for discussion, so that'll be nice. Forbes, Forbes. So Ah, we got we on. So obviously, you sent me an article last week about Forbes thirty for thirty. Thirty under thirty. Thirty under thirty. Give me like a freshie. (laughs) Um, and I guess it just highlighted how all these superstars, all these athletes, um, are speaking their mind, especially when it comes to these political issues. Um. And how great it is. And I think for me, I think athletes speaking out is so important because like we just both highlighted, sports is something that we both enjoy, we look forward to so much. So these guys have an impact on our lives. For me, I think about my favourite players growing up, Thierry Henry, or my favourite celebrities growing up, Thierry Henry, Ronaldinho, um, those kind of guys. And who knows, maybe their lifestyle is not something that... um, one will aspire to kind of be like, but just the way they played and the happiness that they brought 
was the reason why I looked up for them, up, up to them. So that's why I think it's important that these athletes recognize that and um, they try and do the right things. And they need to recognize they are role models. People do look up to them, especially young people. So I think it's great when you see athletes speaking out, talking up about what they think is wrong. Um, and uh, yeah, if anything, it gives me a lot more respect. I think it says a lot about a person if they can speak out when they've got a lot to lose. Yeah, yeah. I I think, you know what we're talking about? Just hold on for a second. Let's accept what our reality is. Let's accept yeah. what the world we live in, right? And for athletes, I feel like you have to accept the fact that because you look at yourself, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I Rashford, let's, let's look at Rashford, for example. When you were growing up, you wanted to be like Ronaldo. You wanted to be like David Beckham. You wanted to be like Ryan Giggs. Yeah. And for you to now get into that position and then say, oh, no, 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 no. No one should look up to me. I'm not a role model. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. It doesn't really make, it doesn't really add sense. It doesn't really, um, it doesn't really up, make yeah. sense. Add up, sorry, add up and, or make sense. So, so that, 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 that's the reality that we live in. And mm. I know it's unfair. I know it's hella unfair that, you know, when I go to my day job, I'm not seen as a role model to the, the masses or anything like that. Mm. But they, they are. And, and, and that's the simple way of looking at it. And there's, and there's different ways to be a role model. You can be a role model by being yourself. Um, and just being like, look, I'm. You guys should be yourself. I'm gonna encourage you guys to be yourself, whether that's whichever way. But in particular, when it comes to social justice, we've seen. I'm not. I'm not gonna say you should do it, uh, but we've seen someone, for example, in the Last Dance, like Michael Jordan, where he decided that I'm not gonna mm-hmm. get involved to a certain degree. He, to be fair, he did donate a lot of money. He did donate a lot of money to these causes, but. Yeah. Sometimes your image and your your voice is more powerful than any amount of of money you can donate. Well, so, so just before you continue, okay. I think a perfect example, and even though Arsenal Football Club won't admit to it right now, the perception is Ozil has spoken out um, against how Muslims are being treated in China, and as a result, and Pro Evo, which I think is done by Konami which I believe is an Asian company. Yeah. I'm um, an Asian-owned company. Um, they removed Japanese. the Japanese. I wasn't sure where in Asia it was from. So yeah, maybe Japanese. But they've removed him from the game. Maybe it's because of the relationship with China. So the as a thing to China, we're taking him out of the game. And then Arsenal have a good relationship with Chinese businesses. And then all of a sudden, your highest paying player, highest paid player doesn't play for the club. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I have a lot of respect for him because he spoke out against something that I think is wrong or that comes across and looks like it's wrong to me. I can tweet about it and all that kind of stuff. I have nothing to lose, really, by tweeting about it. He has a lot to lose. Endorsement deals. Um, who knows? Maybe that's the reason why Adidas dropped him as well. Because he no longer, has to deal with, no longer has to deal with Adidas. So who knows? That might have been a part of it um, mm. as well. That's who knows? Um but yeah, I think for me, it's, it's, it's great to, when people stand up for what they deem to be wrong. Like you think about, for example, like you said, Rashford, what Rashford is doing. He experienced something as a child um, and he knows how difficult it was for his mom. Yeah. And then now he knows that he's got a platform, arguably one of the most popular British footballers that we have. And he's thinking, 
yeah, the easy thing is, this, is to do, yeah, I'll donate, it's cool. Mm. But the next thing to do is to consistently be on their necks. And bro, you think about it, Boris before, you're saying, no, man, F them kids, F them kids, let them yeah. be hungry. And then through the embarrassment and the continuous chat, 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 this guy changes and the whole government changed their perspective and they said, do you know what? Yeah, we'll um, put a budget together for the kids. And then yeah. what's even worse, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter today, the last few days, is the company that, that the government have given the, 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 the deal to, the food that they're giving these children. Yeah. Like left, it's left, looks like leftovers, 30 pounds, Jeremy. If you give me 30 pounds, well, uh, to take me to little Aldi, Sainsbury's anywhere, bro, I'll, I'll shop for you for a week. Couple bro. weeks, bro. Couple, bro, couple, bro, if you want to be on a budget, yeah, that 30 yeah. pounds can last a month, fam. Yeah. If you want to be on a budget. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about a Jeremy, month. Jeremy, a month is a long time. Jeremy, a Jeremy, month is yeah. a, what, with your proteins yeah, and yeah. everything? Yeah. A month yeah. is a long time on 30 pounds. Yeah. Come on, behave. No, right. no, if you buy, no. let's, say you, let's say you eat pasta every day. Always no, but these pasta. people don't shouldn't right. be eating pasta every day. They're human beings. Variety. Variety. Exactly. If I want to eat, if they want to eat, Spaghetti carbonara or yeah, or spaghetti bolognese or if they yeah. want to eat rice and stew, um, they should be allowed to eat rice and stew, options. right? Exactly, they should have options. That, that, that's, yeah. Just because you're poor doesn't mean that you um, that you shouldn't be able to enjoy life. Have lived, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's very true. Enjoyment is for everybody. You're yeah, meant to enjoy. Hundred, bro. Um, so yeah, in short, I don't believe that it's it's your responsibility. <laughs> As you said, donating a hundred thousand pounds, three hundred thousand pounds to these guys is easy. Going the extra mile and creating a foundation, lobbying with the government, doing those things, those extra bits, is what it makes really makes a difference, and what and what can um, actually change lives and benefit people as well. And especially when you consider putting someone like Marcus Rashford put his name to something and we you know we were reading about Ben Simmons in the 30 under 30 um, I think it's the 30 most influential sports people under 30 yeah you know these the there's some incredible things that they're doing and it's as I said I can't I can't say you should do these things I think you should but yeah. you know if it's in your heart to do it make sure you do it so, so I again I looked into a bit more and I looked into a bit of history um, great things that have happened in, in history, especially with sports athletes. And before I go into that, um, I don't know if you've seen the whole thing with Donald Trump and Bill Belichick. So obviously they had a great relationship before, um, or they have a great relationship. And um, Trump wanted to give him a medal. I don't know if they call it the Medal of Honor, but wanted to give him a significant uh, medal. Um, and it's something that presidents always do just before they're about to leave. A part of me feels that he wants to do that because he recognizes that Bill Belichick is a huge personality. He's highly respected within sports and within the US. So he thought it would be a good look on my image to try and um, recognize him. And Bill Belichick now, after being friends with him, has come out and said, no, I'm not going to, to do that. I'm not going to accept the medal um, because of what happened at the Capitol last week. Mm. And for me, I'm thinking, do you know what? Fair enough. People died. And, and that's, on, that's the sad thing. People did die. But for Bill Belichick to say, okay, now that's the final straw. That's the final straw. When this guy has been shown to do so many other things that I consider to be worse, or not even worse, but I consider to be very bad. And it goes back to my whole point where 
it's easy to join on the bandwagon like, yeah, there's racism in football and call it out when everyone's talking about it and when they're doing the Black Lives Matter and the whole world is talking about it. It's another thing to do it when no one is talking about it and you bring attention to it. So I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to Bill Belichick. I don't know his reasons behind doing it, if, if they're genuine or not. But I say all of this because I respect what Ozil has done more than what Bill Belichick has done. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can understand. To be fair, I'm, I, I don't see the necessarily the benefit of comparing the two, if, if you, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, yeah. I kind, I kind of see, you know, both of them as separate incidents. And if I'm Bill Belichick, I, I, I rate him for that. Um, but yeah, obviously, what, what, what Ozil's done is, you know, he's, he's pretty much sacrificed his career on, mm. on, you know, his faith, which. Is is a this is a very respectful thing to do, um, if if you believe in you know someone sticking up for what they believe in, um, I just I just think sticking up for what you believe in and doing the right thing is so important and not enough mm. people do it. So 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 on on the topic of, of faith, um, I thought it would be good to bring up again. I looked into the whole thing with Muhammad Ali and what happened with the Cleveland Summit, where. Mm-hmm. Um, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his heavyweight title because he wasn't prepared to go to what, Vietnam. Vietnam, that's it, Vietnam. I wasn't prepared to go to Vietnam. And like I said, he's, why should he go to Vietnam and fight against people that have not wronged him? And like at the time, it was against the law to, to, to oppose that and not, um, not to fight, essentially, and go to war. And because of that, he lost his heavyweight title. Um, I believe that it was a crime, so they were considered putting him in jail. Um, and obviously, all these huge stars, you had Jim Brown, you had... Um, you, had, you had Jim Brown, you had Bill Russell, who was a star in the NBA. Um, Jim Brown, who had just retired from the NFL as an all-time leading rusher, and he's still the all-time leading rusher to this day. You had a Kareem, a, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was still in college, was a superstar in college. Obviously, everyone who was going to be in the NBA, also supporting the cause. And you think about those times, those guys had a lot to lose. Obviously, they're superstars, so maybe... Um, they were kind of allowed to do what they wanted to do. But because of their superstar status, um, they recognised that they had to come to the support of one of their superstars, of one of their allies, one of their black brothers. And uh, again, I, I need to really do a bit more reading to kind of know what the final outcome was. Obviously, Muhammad Ali fought again after that. But I wonder if there was any fallout. I wonder if any of their careers oh, diminished bro, off massively. the back of it Because it wasn't um, those guys. Muhammad Ali was on the shelf for years because of that. You know, Joe yeah. Frazier took his title. He he went on, um, he went on to do. Um, obviously, he, he went on to get his title back, but he lost some of the best years of his career. Yeah, people mean, like the other guys as well. Yeah, if you look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I, I, they were they were treated in society a little bit like black sheep, you know, for a little while. Yeah. Um, obviously, greatness is greatness. You can't deny it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the best basketballers of all time. And then Jim Brown's the best, one of the best running backs of all time, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, so yeah, I, they, they did suffer for it. And I think I, I don't want to see sports people's career, you know, sacrifice for what they believe in. Um, mm. it's, it's not right. But when you see someone do it, and I wonder if Ozil, when he writes his book, this will come out and everyone, everyone will be um, yeah. everyone will say like 
obviously we're all speculating here. We're not saying that this is what's happened. Mm. Um, I don't even know if Arsenal will be listening to this, but we just don't want to make sure the, yeah. the feds aren't um, <laughs> 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 looking for us. But, but yeah, I, mm. I feel like athletes, you have, a, you have a certain level of responsibility to stand up for what you believe in because it's so powerful when, mm. when, you, when you do. And you know what? This, this might be a little bit unpopular um, because obviously we're both liberal thinking people, right? Um, but in the opposite direction as well. If you don't believe in something, it's your right to say, I don't believe in this. Um, and you deal with the, the backlash, deal with the consequences. Well, it comes with right? it, comes with it. Bro, perfect example is what happened with um, John Carlos and Tommy Smith. I believe at the 68, 1968 Olympics in Mexico City, where both of them put their arm up like that um, after they came first and third, I believe, in 100 meters. And I think it was 100, not, I think it was 100, not 200 meters. But there was a lot of backlash because of that. Because again, there was a lot going on for Black Americans um, in America. And even though for them, they were talking about human rights as a whole. I think they were talking about the apartheid. They were talking about just how Black people were treated all across the all across the globe. And I was reading up on it and I saw how the IOC, who are the governing body for the Olympics, were so upset that they they did that, that they were pushing for the US team to not support them, to kind of drop them from the team and all that kind of stuff. And in the end, the US team kept them around, obviously because of their talents. Maybe if they weren't that talented, they would have dropped them off. But apparently when they got back to the US, it, they were bombarded with abuse. Um, there was a huge piece of them about them in, in the paper where people are talking about what they've done is wrong and they shouldn't be doing that on that kind of platform and all that kind of stuff. Their families had um, death threats and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's another example of two great athletes where in their, maybe the, the highlight of their careers, they're bringing to the picture and bringing to highlight for the world to see that we're not happy with something that's going on and we're going to embarrass the nation um, in front of the world. So shout out to those two as well, um, because even though maybe not so much happened off the back of it, it's still an iconic image that maybe gave strength to people in parts of the world that were maybe um, having um, stuff that they had to deal with um, and gave them confidence that they can uprise, if that makes sense. So, uh, definitely yeah, makes sense. That's, that's something I've enjoyed. That's something I've enjoyed from reading recently. But yeah, bro. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, bro? I think that's there's no better point to, to end the pod on that. That was that was a good way of ending it. Um, you know, right now I had to actually refrain myself from celebrating during that because um, we were talking about a really One um really important topic. Serious. But you know, Pogba yeah, has yeah. got on to volley us into the lead one Naughty. nil. And uh, I'm Naughty. looking forward to finishing off this game. Uh we are top of the league, we are three points clear, clear, mm. and uh twenty-one times united. I'm say yeah, man, I just realized, you know what? Actually, we're posting this on, on YouTube and I could have dressed better, bro. I could have dressed better. <laughs> hey, well, it's <laughs> well, it all good. It's all, it's all good. Next time we move, we move. We move. Oh, well, nice guys, one, brother. It's been fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Sports After Party podcast. Um, I'm your boy, Jezza J. Um, a for the B. Subscribe to us on YouTube, um, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and get notifications whenever we put up an upload. Hit that hit that bell icon as well. That's what they say in those YouTube follow videos. Us on Insta isn't it? As well. hit, hit us on Insta as well. Yeah, hit yeah, us follow on us on Insta. Well. 
All right, people, welcome to the party. I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class and i got Henny overflowing up my shot glass. And yeah, I know I'm not a keeper, but can you be my mama seater by the time I'm done with this tequila? Because I'm a different type of rock star. I've got class, but don't ask about my past because I've got scars. And yeah, it's hard to understand.